This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kine. I was probably, you know, a UX person who was not for Agile and have grown to love Agile. <laughs> my, my name's Brett Dusick. I am a senior UX engineer currently. I've been in the industry for about eight years as a UX designer. And prior to that, I uh, did a lot of web development in general and kind of came across UX around 2010, 2011. And the mindset around UX kind of really interested me. Since then, and uh, over the course of five, six years, have been absorbed kind of in more agile companies that are or companies attempting to go agile and have learned a lot about the UX process and how it can break down in the Agile process and ways you can maybe potentially fix it. Designers who hated Agile, but now love it. This series with Brett Dusick started in episode 140. So maybe I can speak to kind of the alternative way, maybe? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, that might help kind of tie this together a little bit because I feel like I'm jumping around a little bit. But over the course of the past two years, what we've been trying to do is increase our design maturity, uh, do design sprinting and conduct research, do user interviews. And so over time, we've slowly increased our maturity. And that kind of comes to a head with product direction, product vision. And it's been very difficult to try to figure out how to make those two work together with kind of this flailing engagement with the business at the product level to determine what we should build. So what we've actually started to do is engage the UX process in the story mapping phase. And we've kind of had an opportunity to revisit our product uh, uh, from a different angle of trying to improve our architecture and start to overhaul some of our poor design decisions in the past. The involvement at the story mapping level is really something fascinating to me and kind of been a revelation. And and the reason being is that the story maps are focused on stages of a user journey and the the user actions in those stages. And that parallels very well with some of the things that UX is focused on building, such as like journey mapping and service blueprinting and service design. So there's, there's some parity there that we started to take advantage of. And so how we're orienting our story maps now is that because the user actions on a story map are aligned with the UX, we've stipulated some further standards on actually those user tasks. And what we've said is basically that the those tasks must be measurable and must be able to be timed. And that is the general standard for those. And those actually become our epics and they become our living kind of living epic where new stories come into those epics, get finished and new stuff comes into them over time as we see issues. What we're doing through those epics is then tracking all of our UX process per user task. So that way we can measure KPIs on UX and also in the, in that product ownership type phase. So we're actually adding, you know, metrics around task completion rates, time on task, looking at new users versus frequent users. And out of those metrics, we're able to start to see a little bit bigger picture about what's breaking down at what stage of the product. And it aligns very well with our discussions with the business because we can then, when we identify a problem, we can 
address it from a standpoint of analytics and from KPI reporting, and we can say this part is failing. Let it, let's get the stakeholders together and actually conduct design sessions, or you know, if we need something just smaller that doesn't need that much engagement, we can start being focused from a UX perspective on eliciting feedback, eliciting ideas. In fact, we've been kind of trying to get to the point where we do a skimmed down version of design sprinting around those user tasks on our story map and coming out of them with not only a lot of questions, like how might we use, but also solution sketches where then the product owner can make a selection on the things that they like and we can build stories around and build scenarios for acceptance criteria, eventually getting into like automated testing and, and things like that. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was a lot of stuff. Can you do this iteratively? If you have a designer who's new to Agile, let's say, you know, you're not new to Agile, but let's say you were, can he apply his training if he's just a, a designer, if he's a designer who hasn't worked with Agile, what is the, what are the big changes or challenges he needs to overcome in thinking and how he does his work in a, with an Agile team? I think the easiest way to describe it to a new designer that is maybe a little intimidated by the, the Agile process and, and wanting to kind of be a little bit more exploratory and have that time to conduct research is to just address UX as a multi-phase part of the process. In the sprint itself, it's more refinement of prior design efforts that are occurring. So you can actually integrate earlier in that process uh, when we're building out product backlogs and going through refinements, we can do low fidelity wireframing at that phase. That then once those things start going on the sprint, now the designer would have his own general guidance on how to go high fidelity from there. So that's a, a way a designer could integrate a little bit more. But I think most importantly, the design has to happen in phases and it can't be all or none. And you know, often teams, what I've seen is they'll either try to put it on the, the, uh, the dev sprint or the sprint prior or try to combat with a, a, an organization that's trying to move agile. Hi, Brett. Our audience may have more questions. How may they get in touch with you? Uh, sure. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Brett Dusick, D-U-S-E-K. Are you new to Agile or Scrum? Looking for a fun way to pick up the knowledge to become an Agile team? Go get the novel, Agile Noir. It's a dramatic novel about a project manager who needs to transform his teams to become Agile because his life depends on it. This book is available in the US on Amazon, in India on pothy.com, in China, it's available on my WeChat store. Links are in the show notes. This series with Brett Dusick started in episode 140. If you're like my friend Forrest and missed the first episode, you can go to the show archive and find it there. This is the last episode of Designers Who Hated Agile, but now love it. 
The first episode started in episode 140. You can find that episode by searching for the words Lancer, Agile Thoughts, followed by Brett, and the word Design.